with Star Trek Warp is just every episode he gets the shit kicked out of him by a new person. And that's the episode, that's the show. Then he marries the symbiote chick. But then she turns into a different chick. The symbiote carries memories or, or something. I don't know how that works. There's like a magic slug. I'd like to give her my magic slug if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so essentially their entire culture is like just NPCs waiting for a user to take over their body. Yeah, how do they find the bodies? Are they just like going around abducting people? Like, do they put out like a want ad? No, they pass them down. It's like part of their culture, I think. Ew. It's kind of like only about like 30% of the entire populace is ever like fully activated or something like that. Uh... She got a worm in her brain. They need to talk. They need to sync that up with "Don't hook me, I'm scared." It's like worm in your brain. The people without the symbiote, they do function, but they're like, they only they only can go so far. Like their IQ can only go to like 110, and their physicality can only go so far. Oh, I see. So only the special boys get the worm, and everyone else is kind of left to be. Um... Uh, a giant worker bee underclass. Oh, that that sounds good. That sounds good and normal. Yeah, okay, okay, sure, whatever. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. Maybe Star Trek isn't the good future that we all thought it was. No, it seems like it's basically like the the corporate fascists won, and they all made the, the galaxy said casual Friday. I mean, they got duplicators. That's pretty nice. I could go for one of those. Yeah, it is post-scarcity. Yeah, but that must severely limit their technological development. You mean you have people who spend all day just doing technological bullshit? That's how data yeah, got made. Yeah, but on the dumbest shit. Like, how do I make boobs feel more realistic on the holodeck? Or... What, what do you mean the dumbest shit? That's important. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> important, man. You gotta get the boob and the ass ratio correct. Yeah, that's... Yeah, exactly. I want to live in that future. I can go on holodeck and someone spent years of their life perfecting these hollow tits. Yeah, man. I gotta make sure that it feels exactly like my bro's dick, you know what I'm saying? This is important work. We need high tessellation on that penis. How's that the future? How's that not the future you want? You don't look at that and say paradise. Okay, I stand corrected, but for every Da Vinci of of hent of VR hentai of the hollow deck. There's also going to be 5,000 5, pretentious, like, Instagram poets just constantly, like, posting on, like, the future version of Instagram, like, how they were on Omicron Percy I-8 for, like, Cabo that year, or how they were, like, partying with the Klingon, like, nomads of, uh, I don't know, the nebula, like, the crab nebula. I'm not going to see that. I'm going to be in the holodeck, okay? I'm going to be in the holodeck with hollow tits. And it's... How is it different from now? <laughs> I'm not touching anything now. Oh, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> I'd have to buy one of those mouse pads. Yeah, those are, they're not big enough. Yeah, that, that, that seems like a cry for help if anyone ever gets one of those. I, not to judge, but. I want a life-size pair. Or I gotta get one of those, um, one of those anime girl pillows. Oh, what if you stapled, what if you stapled the Opi mouse pad to the body pillow? Exactly. See, that's innovation. That's the yeah. first step to hollow boobies. <laughs> See? See? Oh, Pretty God. good. We're not... Pretty good. Oh, God. 
too. I think you have some good friends here, and they know what they're talking about. This is truly the way of not just the future, but of life. Because what else is there than hollow boobies? There we go. It's been settled. You know, it's a meeting of the minds. I, I, I know what there is besides hollow boobies, and it is, uh, hey everyone, uh, welcome to yet another episode of the Casey Jones Podcast, where we're absolutely lost in the sauce. I'm your host, the locked and loaded Matt Keller, and joining me today for a bittersweet reverie on that which has elided our <clears throat> grasp is none other than Walter, Ian, and for the very first time, friend of the show, Jeremy, welcome aboard, everybody. How's it going? Jeremy, you go first. Yeah, it's pretty good. How are you guys doing? Okay, doing good, doing good. Welcome aboard. Thank you so much for being here. Um, Jeremy Spoken. Yes, <laughs> it's me. Uh, yeah, I'm doing good. Thank you so much as well, Ian. Now, um, Walter, how are you doing? Doing pretty good. You know how it goes. Free beer all the time. I'm constantly drunk. For a job. Yeah, yeah it's pretty good that you've, that you've found kind of uh, a slice of paradise. I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm glad you made it. Um, I, for one, have seemingly almost nearly secured a job. They are giving me a second interview next week, so fingers... Nice. I believe in you. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I really need I'm it. I'm going to raise my hands in the air and produce power for your spirit bomb. Thank you. Thank you. Desperately, desperately need it again. And speaking of work, um, I believe that Ian and Jeremy, you guys have been hard at work on your own little creative pursuit. Um, before we get into the little thing that I have written down about lost media in general, uh, why don't you guys share about uh, what you guys have working? Ah, Jess. Where does it begin? The epic that we have been crafting for y'all. I can hardly... Where do I begin? Honestly, where... where Jeremy, uh, you, you please. Seriously, please. Somebody, somebody begin somewhere. <laughs> Uh, so let's see, way, way back in 2005, when I was lost in the horrible dregs of middle school, I started coming up with ideas to make the misery bearable. And here we are mm -hmm. now, I've got like this whole little superhero epic thing that I've been crafting for a long ass fucking time, and I Hell yeah. have finally found a good starting point with Ian and our compatriots. And, uh, yeah, it's always been hard for me to really nail down, uh, what it is and where it's gonna go in terms of, like, an elevator pitch or, like, a uh -huh. back-of-the-box description. But as far as I know, it's an animation for a character that you've been developing, correct? Yes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, see, see how hard it is. Like, I can't, I can't ever nail it down. <laughs> it's the it, it's Office Space meets the David Cronenberg's The Fly. Okay, but are there tits involved? That's the real question. I think everyone's asking right now. Uh, a single teat. Yes, I think you'll like that teat especially. Yeah, it's gonna be a good teat. Nice and moist, Taste, mm. tasteful, very. The artful teat. The artful teat. It's the name of my cafe slash strip club. But if you don't mind, I stepped all over it. What what is the name of uh, this uh, uh, cartoon cartoon program? I suppose. 
Yes, this, this particular cartoon is known as Fly-Guy, otherwise known as Fly-Guy. Mm. So is he pretty fly for a Fly-Guy? Is, it... is he pretty white for a Fly-Guy? Yes, yeah, um... and not really fly. I think he's more like... Uh... He's more ambling. He's more of an ambling <laughs> guy. He, he's more of a... I, I sent a scene for you to peruse. Of the keyframes. Keyframes? Where you'll see one of... A, where you're focusing on a, a, a TV as it flips between commercials. We control the vertical and the horizontal and the diagonal. But not the liminal. Uh, which one did I send you? I don't know. Like fifteen seconds. He looks like he's having. Looks like he's having a hard time there. He doesn't look terribly happy. But the one with the flies is the one I want to send you. It's versions upon versions. Animation really is just drawing the same thing five thousand times again, again, and again and again and again. And again, and again. By the way, I'm the principal and sole animator. <laughs> God bless you, Ian, because every, if there's one thing that I know about animation is that it's uh, hard, very difficult. Hey, you just so gotta hard. make little, little cartoon men move. Easy peasy. But you're seeing the flies move on this one, right? Yes, I am. Okay, good, yeah. It's giving the illusion of motion. My God. Yes, our, 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 our gentleman here, Ian, is, is quite the magician with the animation. As well as providing voice for um, the, one of the characters. Yes, quite the, quite the voice. Yeah. What's, what's my character's name again? <laughs> His name is Preston. Ah, uh, yes. Dr. Preston. I suppose, like, uh, because uh, thankfully this isn't quite lost media, so we, um, we don't have to talk about the... Now, fortunately, this will not be lost media. This will be released media. Excellent. Very excellent. Though we will see that being released media doesn't necessarily save it from being lost in the long run, because no. uh, there's, uh, there's a lot of different things that can go wrong. So I guess, like, uh, before we get into the good stuff for today, uh, what would... Uh, do, do you guys like have like a general plot synopsis yet? So, uh, what, what what can you share with us? I'm curious. Yeah, I signed an NDA, so it's Jeremy's uh, baby. Yeah, don't give away the farm for free, but obviously, what, what, what can you lay on the people? Low down here is man has man has problem. Man man tries to get problem solved. Problem solver is a snake oil salesman. And man falls for the snake oil, thinking it is some sort of elixir. And yet, man finds himself changed. Could it be for the better, or for the worse? I'm gonna fucking throttle you to death, dude. It's... Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, a man uh, calls up, like, an infomercial company for a get... Like, a get help or get healthy quick kind of plan only to find out that it has the uh, fine print is very bizarre and far reaching in his life 
in so many words, uh, he turns into a weird bug thing, or... He goes in for eczema only to start producing boils that uh, may contain fly of maggots. Hell yeah, let's go. May. May or may not. Cannot be confirmed. May or may not be part of a, a multi-level marketing scheme for a fly-by-night pharmaceutical company to essentially create a race of super mascots so they essentially can tell off their former bosses and ruin a couple people's lives. Ah. Uh, may or may not. I love it when, it, like all good bits of history, it's usually when something gets just a little out of hand from what it was intentionally uh, meant to be. So that, that sounds like a great story, honestly, from what you can share with us. So I'm excited to see uh, what you guys come out with in the future. It'll be great. Uh, next, look next week. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Sounds good to me. Sounds fucking a lot of fun. And I'm, I know that you've been both been working on this for a pretty damn long time. So it's good to see that, you know, things are starting to come along. Yeah. Especially for, you know, for us on the other side of the curtain. Yeah, man, now. I gotta tell you, Ian has been one of the most, if not the best people that I've worked with when it comes to something so like close to my chest, like he and Alana mm. both and my my friend as well, Isabel, all three of them have been carrying this on their backs with me and I can't express my appreciation and my gratitude enough. I'm so excited for this to actually be coming to fruition ah thanks man oh well isn't that sweet um no god god knows that i've never done anything anywhere near as tough as uh any you know like animated cartoon thing i've like faked it by chopping shit up like on the old space ghost shows you know where they would just take the asset and go bap 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 you know a little rock and roll action um by the way, fun way to save time on back and forth dialogue shots. Just do a little, a little back and forth, you know. Make them flap their lips some. Yeah, no. Save yourself no, some frames. That, that, no, that's not, that's not how I work. That's, you know that's uh, never how I if work. If it was good enough for Hanna-Barbera, it's good enough for you, you fucking I ingrate. I fucking hate Hanna-Barbera. Yeah, this is better look like Yogi Bear. I'm not watching. Yeah, no. You know, unfortunately, I probably I was watching American Pop yes last night. For, no, two nights ago. But mm. American Pop is like a like a phenomenally underrated film, and I think everyone should really watch it. It's a uh, it's about three generations of this family coming to America and trying to make it into the um, music business. It's done by Ralph Bakshi. Oh, oh it, no, it, no, it's. That's all you have to say, Bakshi. No, I, I swear to God, even though I don't, I don't really like Bakshi a lot. But American Pop is excellent. It's it's Bakshi at his least horny, would you say? Yeah, actually, yes. Okay, then I'm in. I think the trailer actually uh, sells it. <laughs> this is actually a bit of lost media because I feel like no one had knows about this anymore.
what put me down this rabbit hole was coming across what has to be one of the most unwieldy magnum opuses of all time, uh, The Thief and the Cobbler, uh, made by Richard Williams. Academy Award winner Richard Williams. Yes, the progenitor of Who Framed Roger Rabbit, a.k.a. Chinatown 2. This time it's uh, even more impersonal. And also with less pedophilia. Yes, but with similar urbanist overtones. Yeah. I was talking about the director. Yes. Oh, oh, he was a pedophile. Roman Polanski? Oh, Polanski was the pedophile? Oh, yes, yes, of course. Duh, yes, duh. Polanski was the pedophile? Oh, God, I didn't know that. Oh, <laughs> oh no, I gotta throw it on my t-shirts. I was the world's biggest Rosemary's Baby fan. What am I gonna do now? Hi there, welcome to Rosemary's Baby Superfans. I personally loved it when the guy's eyes turned red. Ah, pedophiles. Who will win in a fight? Roman Polanski or Woody Allen? Oh, that's a tough one. I'm going to say... Uh, Roman Polanski. Uh, yeah, Roman Polanski. He looks like he's, he's taking better care of himself. He's a slightly larger Jew. <laughs> oh, don't, don't bring up that they're Jewish. We're, we're having a tough time. <laughs> we really are. We really are. Um, yeah, no. This whole thing, man... Oh my god. Oh, with the EA stuff? Ah, it's... In, in some ways, it's chill, because this uh, this happens every couple of years. Uh, every couple of months, every couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, but really, what it br breaks down to is, uh... There are, like, five rich Jewish people, and they're all assholes, so we get the, the buck of it. Not even just assholes, but, like... All-time great monsters. It's like, we, yeah. we've got, like, let's say five or ten of them. Yeah, we got, are, the, uh, we got five or ten. We, we, we don't, like, make up a lion's share of the monsters. But since there's so few of us for reasons on that, to this day, seem mysterious to some. Uh, <laughs> there's not as many of us as there used to be. So... <laughs> Where'd they all go? <laughs> they went to the farm, right? What was that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The big farm between Poland and Kazakhstan and parts of Romania. That sounds nice. Pa, where'd old Jewer go off to? Oh, don't worry, son. They're going off to, the to a big farm where they can roam free, pray at the Sabbath, and be happy. And be happy. Yeah, up there with Yee's fucking reputation, huh? I, I, I honestly, like... <laughs> Who knows? This is gonna I... be one of the, like, the few things that is unquestionably a good thing about the death of Twitter is that it will be that much harder for rich and powerful people to go in front of literally everyone who has a phone in their pocket and be like, damn, those Jews sure are crazy, ha-ha! And then, you know, send tweets. It's like, you know, I just got some questions about the Jews. Has anyone thought of this before? Well, what gets me all, you know, what also grinds my gears about these specific things with Kyrie Irving and um, Kanye West, specifically their, their grievance isn't 
uh, power and wealth being aggregated to a, a wealthy few and thus dictating like a lot of people's lives. It's why why not me? And how come they're figuring it out? <laughs> well, also um, with Ye, he's got that whole thing where um was it black Israelite? Yeah, he he goes into the whole kind of it's not a conspiracy theory because there was actually like black Israelites from Ethiopia, but like the consensus, like this weird like nation of Islam believed that uh, that somehow like white Jews completely usurped the Jewish identity, and it was kind of like that uh, the Doctor Yakub kind of conspiracy of like the white devil kind of taking over the original. I'm the one they call Doctor Yakub. He's the one to make the Jews all white. Isn't that the same as that? What's it? That Khazar idea? Yeah, the Khazars. They, that's like such a weird thing. Like, are, how familiar are you guys with the the Khazar like step nomads who like their their aristocratic class just decide to be like, yeah, we're Jewish. Yeah, I I just know that it was a weird cast that decided that they were Jewish. That's the, as far as my knowledge goes. I know they call Abby Shapiro's tits Kazar milkers. <laughs> oh, fucking mm. god damn it! You, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Wow! <laughs> oh nice. no! Nice. <laughs> the only Kazar I was aware of before this podcast was uh was the one on Marvel Comics. There's a no. That's Kazam. Oh yeah, <laughs> that that is Kazar. <laughs> Kazar, my boobs are huge. No, he's an anti-Semitic superhero. <laughs> he's just into every. He's super into every conspiracy theory. <laughs> so the Punisher? Well, no, the great. Punisher is anti-racist. God damn it, he's a good cop. It depends on who's writing him. Yeah. In the, yeah. In the beginning, yeah, I, Garth think, Ennis can really... I think you'll find that the Punisher was a force for good in the aftermath of the death of Frank Serpico. Aha, I've never felt a woman's touch. That's how I end my sentences. <laughs> oh. Uh, well, that's good, because Frank Serpico also never died. He just moved to Switzerland. He's. I thought he got got. No, he just decided, fuck this city, I'm going to Zurich. No, he's dead. Shut up. No way. Now, because of natural causes, but Serpico didn't die, he was just- Wait, so being Serpicoed means you get to move to Switzerland? Yes. That's fucked up. I thought it meant you got got. An an epilogue states that Frank Serpico resigned for the NYPD, and move to Switzerland. Damn, he got to eat chocolate and not have to deal with the NYPD anymore. How do I get super code? Is that all you have to do? Point some fingers, got shuffled off to the land of chocolate? Yeah. Apparently so. Mm. But yeah, getting super code means that you're just, you just decide to retire in Switzerland. Presumably to a much higher quality of life than your average NYPD vet. Yeah, he. I, I think he became like a, like essentially like a tenured professor for like their police departments there for integrity. Mm. Wait, didn't they flee to Switzerland and catch twenty two as well? Yeah, that was the Andy flees to Switzerland. Maybe, maybe it was just a giant reference to Catch Twenty Two. Maybe that was the entire, <laughs> you know, busting of corruption. They also flee to Switzerland in noted B movie spectacular Retro Puppet Master. That too. Most don't know this. 
Yeah, that was important. It's just a good place to flee to. I was part of the most. I didn't know what the fuck you're talking about, man. Uh, it's a bad movie. It's not important. Uh, speaking of uh, bad things that are not important and we'll all be glad when they're gone, uh, the $44 billion that Elon Musk has spent on Twitter to run it completely, utterly, totally into the ground at light fucking speed, I mean... Oh, yeah, real fast. They, they think it might be gone by next week because they, they, like, the C-suite is leaving now. They're just like, they're done. They're just like, okay, we're, mm, we're finished. Wow. Yeah. Um, there's going to be, I, I would say, not quite lost media from the downfall of Twitter. Uh, drill tweets notwithstanding, I suppose. Oh, that, that, that's really going to be the only real, like, casualty of this all. The drill tweets were transcendental. They really were. He was the best tweeter. The best of us. He defined what posting is. We didn't deserve him. The act of shit posting was uplifted by Mr. Drill. I don't know, the rest of it's kind of an unforgivable cesspit of, uh, monsters. Parasociopaths, as I had it put so eloquent to me. Now, sometimes you see women and they have their tits and you're like, wow, you really took a picture of that. This is great. What a good day. Yeah, I like those. I'm going to miss those Twitter feds where it's like uh, X, Y, Z, so-and-so are all ugly and have small tits. Bet you won't prove me wrong. And then like a hundred ladies are like, ah, I'm getting got, but here they are. Or it's like, I hate being sent pictures of tits. And then the whole thread is just tits and you're like, this is the best thing ever. I was never so bold to do that. Unfortunately, coulda, shoulda, woulda. <laughs> Where else am I going to find boobies? Yeah, they're nowhere else. Oh, the whole internet. No. Yeah, no other place you can find another pair of tits or anything else. That was the last, that was the last place they had it. Let me go back on fucking Tumblr. They don't got regular tits on Tumblr. They just got like a bunch of weird like frog and dog tits. No, no, you're allowed, yeah, you're allowed to have artistic nudes on there now. Yeah, well, the artistic nudes, but they also have a lot of, like, inspirational quotes on them, so it's like, you don't really get the whole thing. You know, it's, it's censorship by neglect. <clears throat> the whole thing. Yeah, Ask Jeeves still has hardcore porn. Oh, Ask Jeeves is a fucking slut. I thought you were about to tell me Ask Jeeves was a social media site. <laughs> it is now, bitch. <laughs> Yeah, man, we're all going to ask Jeeves. You're not on the Jeeves? I got verified on Jeeves. Yo, we Jeeven. <laughs> People are Jeeven for my top eight Jeeves. I'm Jeeven so hard. Jeeven off. Fucking Jeeve heads up in this bitch. All the Jeeve is gone. All the Jeeve is gone. All the Jeeves are gone, and the Jeeves are coming, and the Jeeves are coming. Excuse me, sir, I speak Jeeve. Coming and they don't stop coming and they don't stop coming. Uh, hey, Jeeve, you're a star now. Get your come on and come. I honestly was talking down on the people who were like, oh my god, Twitter is gonna die, Twitter is gonna die. Because, you know, being a veteran of something awful, um, you heard that shit an awful lot, basically every year since I started using that godforsaken website in 2009, and uh, it's still there. And as a matter of fact, there's 5,000 people logged into something awful right now, so I, I'm just going to go back there. Um, mm. 
instead of $8 a month to one really weird sex pest, you can give not $10 a month, $10 once, excuse me, one 10 bucks. That's, that's all it takes. So I'm going to go back there. I'm already in. I think I've uh, suitably amortized that cost over 13 ever-loving years. Man, I'm not paying the post. Fuck that. Yeah, I'm not paying for anything anymore. Asking for a friend, where is this website? Somethingawful.com. Oh, it's literally called somethingawful.com. Yes. It's where all of the early internet culture sprung from. Like, um, I don't know. Slenderman. A, a big, like, gaping, bleeding wound, crawling with festering parasites and other microbes. Um, for example, the dude who founded 4chan was banned from something awful. Yeah. And uh, the people who founded Kiwi Farms were from something awful. To be fair, though, they were banned from something awful. Yes, they were banned. Uh, but and they were banned for being Nazis, too. Like, explicitly, the Kiwi Farms people were explicitly Nazis. The 4chan people were banned back when it was still against the rules to post any anime. So, you know, um, live and learn. Live and learn. So what you're saying is these people will eventually, if they can actually have sex, go on to father the people who will go on to father the people who will go on to father the people. No, no, Jer to create data? No, it, yes. uh, I no, not really. Because here's oh, the these thing. people have already procreated. By the way, they're all in their mid forties. The vast majority of them. Name one mid forty something that actually has procreated that's been on that site. Uh the former owner operator and now dead wife beater Richard Lotax Kianka. Ah, oh, okay, never mind. In, in fact, a great number of them have pro. Trust me, I know they have indeed had babies. It's scary to think, but um. Some people lower their standards immeasurably. And I guess I could start doing that. <laughs> Give it a shot. Maybe it'll work out for you. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you'll be able to look yourself in the mirror. <laughs> no, no, I'm very good at that. I'm very, very good at that. We all did. I'm, I'm like fucking narcissist at the goddamn pond over here, brother. Look at me, beautiful. Yeah, but what about the accusing eyes staring back at you? What do you do about those? Yeah. Oh, I strike them from my face with my own fingers. Duh. Oh, ah, you thought of yeah. everything, huh? That's a healthy yes. coping mechanism. Yeah, where we're going, we won't need eyes. <laughs> I'll That's hail like the a new fucking... flesh. It's like back to the Lovecraft. All hail the new flesh. Hi, I'm Troy McClure. You may remember me from such extra dimensional dalliances as Oh God, my skin is on the inside and my organs are on the outside, and What's that burrowing out of my chest? And also, is my VCR now a vagina? <laughs> and other such questions to ask in Videodrome. The, that's the worst thing about Twitter. I won't be able to ask James Woods about his chussy anymore. No. See, that was the good part about Twitter. You could just go on there, see a famous guy, and say, hey, fuck you. And that was it. <laughs> Which is unquestionably a social utility that will be missed. <laughs> yeah. Because now they won't, like... 
they'll be insulated from us. They no longer will feel like, oh, I'm being I'm being shat on Twitter. <laughs> Named and shamed. That was the only good thing about Twitter. Um, but the rest of it really did kind of suck ass. Um, though I did meet some nice people on there, unquestionably. But also you meet a lot more horrible, awful, no good, very bad people. Indeed. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to go back to the old ways of, um, I don't know, screaming into bullhorns on the street, wearing sandwich boards. Oh, standing on a soapbox. Yes, exactly. You know, sending letters full of shrapnel nails to various airline and university presidents, living in a cabin, in, in the woods, never, ever, 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 ever going outside unless it is to secure rations for the coming night. Oh, the full Ted Kaczynski. Huh? What? Who said that? You. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. You can't prove that. Matt, you're the only one here. We don't exist, really. <laughs> it's your imagination. Looking at the corners of my room. I don't have a watch. This is, this is a total aside, but do you guys remember that whole lucid dreaming shit that was really big when we were in college? Oh, it came back? What? Yeah. Oh, my God. How you lucid dream is a bunch of tips and all that shit, the usual thing. Yeah, that was so big, like, when we were all still in school. I, I remember, like, seeing... It came back. It, it came back? Oh, yeah, in a big way. In pog form? Astral projections now in... Yeah, but that's for, like, Tumblr witches. No, it's made onto YouTube. Yeah, you didn't see the fucking, like, declassified CIA files that were on Twitter for, like, a day or two? Yeah, they've been working on astral projection for a bit, too. Oh, well... They, they worked on all sorts of shit at the CIA, and if you want to talk about uh, lost media in a tangential manner, you, you gotta talk about all the shit that got thrown out from MK Ultra in the wake of Watergate. Mm -hmm. And the only reason why we know about any of it at all is because some of it was misfiled, as in it was in a different building than it was supposed to be. And that is actually legitimately how a lot of lost media is recovered. Some asshole is just like, Ah, throw it over there, whatever. And everything else gets destroyed in some great cleaning out, and then someone comes back 20 years later and is like, Oh! Oh, hey! Oh! I hope this isn't child porn! And then, because it's MK Ultra files, it is... Oh, thank Christ! Um, <laughs> Wait, what? Every time yeah. I open up a storage locker, I'm just hoping for, you know, maybe a couple of classic jazz albums, perhaps a, a grandfather club. Nine times out of tens, either... A, a serial killer or a cult of child pornographers. A whole cult of them, huh? Sure as hard being the night janitor at the CIA. They don't, I never believe the things I've seen. This is a new story-focused podcast. Night janitor at the CIA. That would be pretty good. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> <laughs> that actually is a good idea. I, um... I, I almost lost media is like uh, kind of fascinating to me too. Stuff that gets so brutally buried and forgotten, relative to maybe um, a much more notable piece of uh, a franchise. Like uh, we we brought up Shock Treatment a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I do love me some Shock Treatment. And I I, I went out and I watched it, mm -hmm. and I was like, damn, I understand why people consider this like such a you know a forgotten gem. But I could also understand because obviously the it's very the weird. The production value is much higher. 
Uh, the songs are, I think, more put together. Yes, um, they're more cohesive the, to the story and what's happening. And all the performances are just like... That's a great album. Perfect, on point. Everyone is in their character. It, it's, it's weird. It's off-putting. It's Weeping great. Weeping in the kitchen or crying in the bedroom all night. Yes, refrigerator. Oh, sweet refrigerator. Oh, speaking of found media... Um, there's that, a couple of years ago, they found that George Romero, like, short film, The Carnival. Have you heard of that? Oh, Jesus. I no. know. But, oh, but here, a uh, final point on uh, the shock treatment. I understand why it wasn't as uh, popular with the Rocky Horror set, because it wasn't gay enough. It was very, like, cishet horny. I mean, it's pretty critical of, like, the traditional masculine male, but it's not a, it's not gay as Rocky Horror. It's, it's pretty, uh... It's pretty straight. Yeah, but general American ennui. Yeah. And, you know, there's no Tim Curry romping around in a, a nighty. Come on. No. Hey, there's nothing gay about that. No, I just think that that's just good old vaudeville camp. In my mind. I guess, suppose, uh, back over to the George Romero thing. Is that like a college thing that he did? Because, I mean, his early stuff was already pretty fucking rough. So I can't imagine what a lost George Romero film is like. Well, it's actually like a PSA sort of thing. It's supposed to be like, make you feel bad for old people. Wait, do you say like, you see an old man at the carnival be like, consider his plight. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Like, kind of, it does intro that way with some, like the, with some guy be like, think about it, you'll be old one day. And then it gets into it and it's like this weird surrealist horror movie, sort of. It's like, hmm. Huh. But this old man who keeps getting overwhelmed at this carnival, and you're like, what the fuck is happening? And then, yeah. It's not bad. It's not, like, the greatest thing I've ever seen, but it's kind of cool that, like, no one knew it existed until a couple years ago. Would I... Would it be interesting if it wasn't George Romero? Probably not. Okay. Yeah, it kind of sounds a little bit like an MST3K short. I mean, it's just interesting to know it's a PSA that was like this. Yeah, it kind of sounds like that. Um... I love those weird late 60s, early 70s, like PSAs where they're so earnest that it comes across as like found footage horror film. It's almost like Blair Witch Project, but about getting mulched by a forklift. Yeah, you're shake hands with danger. Shake hands with danger. I like the ones in the 90s that were just like completely nonsensical. Like, do you guys remember Gopher Cakes? No. No. Oh my god, what? This is PSA. It was supposed to be like, um, supposed to make you want to go out and exercise and shit. So it was a fake commercial for these, like, you know, hostess things that are called Gopher Cakes. I had this song that it just gets stuck in my head periodically. And as a kid, it didn't have the intended effect. I saw that. And I'm like, I want some fucking Gopher Cakes. Where do I get Gopher Cakes? And they weren't real, so I couldn't. That's fucked up. I hate that they did that to you, King. I hate that it deprived you of a fake treaty treat. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it's almost as bad when in, I found out that Action Man from Jingle All the Way wasn't real. Turbo Man. Whatever. Whatever. He says, I'm Turbo Man. Dad, you're Turbo Man? Yes, Jamie. <laughs> I've been Turbo Man all along. My name is Dennis Quaid. You stay away from my cookies. <laughs> Put that cookie down. 
I think that's the last film of Phil Hartman. What Damn. a great honor. Hey, that's a, I don't, I, I have similar feelings for that movie that I have for like Master of Disguise in that I love it and I will never hear a bad word said against it. Well, Walt, are you there? Oh, yep. I think I got disconnected for a sec. Someone's microwaving something in his house. Uh, it's that Uranian anima. Com Quick side note. The sound of Neo going through that mirror into the Matrix in the first Matrix movie remains one of my favorite sound effects in anything ever. Makes you wonder how they pulled it off. Was it a, a wet piece of ham wrapped in tinfoil? I'm assuming it was one of the Wachowskis just fisting a big old tub of, like, like gack. Mm. It's a big old... Feels like you've lost the art of foley. Like, foley's used to be creative as shit. <laughs> oh, you're one to speak there, mister. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're coming through loud and clear now. Nice. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm back. Hello, hi. Yeah, this is the difference between a, a pro podcaster and an amateur. I'm a wired connection kind of guy. I never, never lose my internet. I tell you, and then, and then it all explodes for some reason. Um, so I won't, I won't tempt fate any longer. How about right? Mm. Um, where were we? Ah, yes. Uh, general like lost media. I think that you know when I was watching that uh thief in the cobbler film again it's by richard williams the guy who did uh roger rabbit it was really it, he did some other stuff but we're gonna focus in on roger rabbit there because um it's absolutely amazing that someone can spend 30 years on a project it's still left unfinished and yet when you finally do get to see it you're basically completely transfixed it well it was a, it was a herculean task it was the most com it, it it was trying to be the most complete cartoon animation known to men with like exactly 60 frames per second or sometimes even 120 frames per second yeah seriously because I, I that kind of animation has an effect at least on me when it's 2d it just forces me to look at it I don't know what the hell it is, but it is high FPS hand-drawn animation makes my monkey brain just like snap to. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Well, it's like this craftsmanship of it. It just, you know, it transfixes my craftsmanship and the detail. Whereas like, yeah, if something's like CGI, there's a certain point you're like, yeah, okay, that's just a random asset they stuck in there. I always thought it was like the puppet effect. Like when you're watching a CGI, unless it's being done really well animation where they're actually pushing and pulling all the elements of the model. Yeah, it doesn't look as real as Kermit the Frog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a, like a character. It just feels like even the imperfections, the hand line drawn, like creates the push and pull of a like a living thing. That's kind of why I didn't like that Turning Red movie, aside from the weird you know, child taking pictures of themselves for money aspect of the story. Um, there were a lot of moments where they cut frames and it's what? like, yeah, Wait, what? The, the fucking girl in the movie, she turns into a panda and sells pictures of herself to get fucking concert tickets. It's weird. What the fuck? 
Wait, that, wait, 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 whoa, 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 I did not realize that's what it was about. Wait, what? Yes! What the fuck? The, the, the main gist of the movie is when she turns into a panda, all the kids freak out to a point where like, wait, we could sell pictures of you to get concert tickets. And I'm like, isn't, this is fucking. Isn't the panda like a metaphor for puberty? Yes. Jesus. It, it, isn't that not, if not grooming actual predation? It is cooperative predation at that, but it is a bare minimum, like a weird thing to tell to a young child. Aimed at young girls. Yeah, your body is changing. You have things you don't want. What if you showed people your body? Sell pictures on the internet of your body. Start OnlyFans. People are looking at you. Everybody has an Asian fetish. Why Why isn't 9-11 featured in that movie? That's the real question. Yeah, people, we need more security state action in turning red. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming you saw that on Twitter, right? Is Does it happen in 2001, is that movie? I think 2002, so it's like, what are the ramifications of 9-11? Why else would you have said it in this time? Wait, why would you set a movie in 2002, like right after 9-11 and the war on terror began? Why? The government at that time was so paranoid, they probably would send her to Area 51 thinking it was like a terrorist, like, super weapon. Well, I think it's set in Canada, isn't it? I don't know. I didn't watch the movie. I, I, this is the first I've really had the... And when I saw it, it's like, oh, a banal, generic kids movie that I can't really... You know, I'm not really their target demographics. I'm ignored. I didn't realize it was about grooming. I brought this up to people when the movie came out and people were like, that's a fucked up thing to say. And I'm like, but that's what the movie is. I'm not saying that that's a good thing. I think it's just a weird fucking story beat to have in a movie for kids. Yeah, I know. And who knows if they did, they absolutely didn't do it maliciously because it's like, oh, a cute panda. Of course, kids would want to see the mascot kind of thing. And it's just like, yeah, but it's weird. There's a little girl in there, man. This is fucking strange. I'm pretty sure that's what the lead creator thought, but I'm pretty sure there's a few people like along the chain of command that was like, <laughs> that's the good stuff. <laughs> I mean, someone yeah. had to think like this, this is saying not what we're trying to do, right? Like someone had to think that there, there had to be like a board meeting where uh, someone spoke up, uh, sir, um, this feels a little bit, Chris Hansen-y? What do you mean? Well, if I was to post the, this dialogue, my body is changing. I don't know what's happening, but everyone seems to be giving me so much attention. Hey, I know what you can do. You can sell your pictures online. People will want to see them, and no one has to know it's you. And that way, we can buy tickets to the concert. And you can go with that guy you like. Jesus, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's something they would maybe try to, I don't know, turn into like a social media thing. But even still, that's not a great message to be sending. 
I didn't know she saw. I thought she just turned into a panda. And it's like, you need to learn to accept yourself. I didn't think it was. You need to learn to send pictures of yourself to somebody. <clears throat> now I gotta watch this fucking movie. Thanks a lot, Matt. Now I gotta, you know, watch it and tell everyone I know about it and be like, what the fuck? It's under our noses. The adrenochrome. Uh, turning red is weird. I wish, yeah, I wish that was lost media. Honestly, I think that would be much better. The grand scheme of things, because there, uh, there is uh, a lot of Disney stuff in particular that is artificially lost. Um, the old, you know, fucking vault that they have down at the bottom of Walt's fucking catacomb, filled with all the racist shit. Wait, what? Mm. Whoa, whoa, whoa! There's nothing like that in my catacomb. I mean, I would, I would hope not. My catacomb is mostly filled with unspeakable abominations, but they're not racially tinged. It's an inclusive body horror. That's hard to do. Indeed. All bodies are horrible. <laughs> That's my new motto. <laughs> yeah, no, I keep all my SS and Luftwaffe collectibles. It's a hobby. Right in front of the vault. I um, I think maybe like the best out of the withheld, let's call it Disney media, has to be... Uh, Song of the South. Yeah, exactly. So the Song of the South or Brother Rabbit. Um, do they still play Zippity Doo Dah at those uh, theme parks? Last, uh, last time I was there, back in like 2002 they're, or something like that. that they're, was, yeah. they're changing. They're changing um, that Magic. No, not Magic Mountain. What's the one? The Log Flume ride that had their those characters. Yeah, Splash Mountain. They're changing that. Splash Mountain. Yeah, phasing that out and. <laughs> funny i work with a bunch of old conservative men they're like that's cancel culture right there and i'm like oh my god no that, that why do you that, give a shit yeah first of all you didn't know what the original fucking you know thing was about and second of all if you did you'd be like okay that, that that's kind of that's pretty racist there was like literally a tar baby in there until like what 2000 yeah. or something like that yeah, there was literally a tar baby. Very cool. Very, very cool. Zippity doo da, zippity day. All those words are slurs in this day. Um, yes. Uh, yeah. You never want to say the words zippity doo da when you're in, I don't know what city or what ethnic group against that it's a slur against, but it's not a good one. Wait, that's a slur? I don't know. It sounds like it. Now it is. Now it is. It became one. Yeah. Yeah. It's called chaos magic. Keep up. <laughs> I mean, there are so many other, maybe less immediately vile examples of lost media. I mean, going back literally the entirety of human recorded history, uh, art is uh, seemingly meant to be lost. I would say. Uh, I don't think that the burning of the libraries of Alexandria was probably very good for retaining art. No. No. And then, then when we do find the art, it turns out that a lot of times we're not really that good at figuring out what the fuck it is. Um, I'm sure all of you are familiar with the 
the anti-Thakira mechanism, that weird little Bronze Age computer deal they found at the bottom yeah, of the ocean. Yeah, we're not quite sure if it was meant as an astrolabe or maybe it was just a, like a fun fidget device. It was, well, it was just advertising. It was just an ad. Uh, oh, it was just an ad? Yeah, like a sports calendar. Meant to determine like where you're supposed to be for a given uh, local sporting festival. Oh, yeah, yeah. When's the next wrestling match, you know? Mm-hmm. Literally, yeah. It was a WWE printout calendar. <laughs> when you see the third moon on the fifth month, that's when you know it's about to be the fighting season. That's when Summer Slam comes to Delios. Get your thighs oil. <laughs> you get their schedule... They just get their schedule from the, um, the Oracle. She's high as fuck, and she's like, Athens versus... Something. Oh. I don't know any other Greek towns. Shit. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Hey, wait. Don't you literally... Sparta. Live? Don't you, like, kind of live near one? Oh, yeah, Rome. Utica, you fucking... <laughs> you absolute dipshit. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Ithaca! Oh, I know. Syracuse. Yes! <laughs> there we go. Finally! <laughs> no, no, that's not in Greece. That's that's in New York. It, uh, it's like right in the middle there. No, but there is a Greece in New York. Get a map sometime, friends. Okay. Come on, there's Greece. It's out by Chile and Charlotte. And there's a uh, Mexico, New York. No, you know what they call themselves? What? Mexiconians. That's pretty great. Not, they're not Mexicans. Don't you dare call them Mexicans. They are racist there. Make no mistake. Um, I think other really unfortunate examples of historical lost art, you can stay in Greece. You could stay in Greece, as a matter of fact, uh, with good old-fashioned Byzantine iconoclasm. Um, it's wild how much public art was uh, literally defaced. In, in the most straightforward sense, I said they would scratch out their eyes and their facial features and be like, we're done. Time to go home. And uh, it, so it remains to this day, basically, in a lot of different places. A lot of churches that used to be like in the Byzantine Empire, like let's say in Turkey, the former Ottoman Empire, is chock full of that shit. Because it turns out uh, that the, the Muslims weren't too big on restoring the Christian art after the fact. That seems pretty weird. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't see that one coming. Yeah, me neither. Like, if you go to the, the Hajja Irene, which is, I think, yeah, that's on the European side of Constantinople. Or Istanbul, Jesus Christ. How old am I? The European side of Istanbul? Yes. Uh, old Constantinople uh, last existed in, like, 1532. <laughs> They didn't officially change the name until 1918. I'll have you know. Really? Yes. Huh. Did not know yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Istanbul was kind of just like the commoner's name for it. Oh, okay. Yeah. But if you were like a fancy lad, you would still call it, you know, Constantinople. Like if you were like a dude in the court, it was still Constantinople. Maybe. Because, why did they change the name? Um, it's nobody's business but the Turks. Yeah, okay, that was, thank you for that. Thank you for setting me up. 
I can't wait for the the next modern version of Iconoclasm. What what, what do we think is next on the chopping block? Um, we already burned books. That's kind of passe. Uh, I'm assuming uh, mo like movies will soon be com because let's say you quote unquote mm -hmm. bought something from Amazon Prime, like bought a movie or a piece of physical media disappear anything that's like on any streaming site or anything tertiary is going to disappear unless you have it like on a hard drive or like you are very very right and i can't believe i forgot about what happened to all those shows on cartoon network right yeah fans of the owl house and infinity train are not fucking happy to say the least just gone yep no way <laughs> no way nowhere to see it it's not even like you can looks like they're owl homeless now <laughs> ironically it was not Oh, we call this uh, hoisted by your own petard, stupid liberal artist. <laughs> the free market has oh, no, spoken. Time to get a real job. Uh, where do all my cartoons go? Oh no. Were you telling me all the libtards made the stuff I like? Uh, oh, another show that... Fuck. Another show that fucking bit the dust. Okay, KO. Let's be heroes. Like that is it. I heard that was that was a great show. That was a wonderful, fun show. I loved that show. But no, I watched a couple episodes of that. Gone. It was it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was uh, Ian Cor Ian Jones Cordy and like a bunch of different uh, Adventure Time alumni. It was uh, really good stuff. And I like the characters. I thought they were cute. I thought they were cute little guys. But, um... He has, he has a more higher tolerance for Twee than I. Hey, OKKO OK is good. Fuck you. Okay. It's heartwarming, bastard. Okay. You cold, dead... Big meme Ooh, look okay. at me, I'm mad. I still have a heart. Ooh. For not much longer? I have a lump of coal. Okay. Rapidly becoming a twisted, rage-filled lump of gnarled scar tissue, and you're next. Yay! Are you talking about me? Because I'm okay. No, you, Walter first, then you. Nah, I'm okay. <laughs> no, I'm. Uh, you're. Oh my wa, motion deru. <laughs> nah, I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, don't worry, I'm okay. Nah, nah, nah. Just going up to Kentaro be like, nah, nah, I'm, I'm okay. nah. Sounds like Columbo. Uh, one more thing, Kentaro. <laughs> well, one more thing. <laughs> the five finger death punch is. Uh... I don't know. I've never watched Columbo. I don't. I don't... No, the five finger death punch. That's a. Uh, that's a. Uh, 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 that can be done by anyone. My right? wife's more into that kind of martial arts stuff. I don't know. Make heads or tails of it. You know, my wife used to say, like, you know, I don't know the difference between Kung Pao and Kung Pao chicken, you know? So. Kung Fu. <laughs> That's why I said Kung Pao. God damn it, Columbo. <laughs> you scamp. Oh, oh, man, we're going to lose little Columbo on Twitter. <laughs> it was Columbo if he was like six inches tall. Okay. Oh, that's also a shame. Why am I just not well, hearing about this? I'm yeah, exactly. I, I could have known about this a long time ago. I'm sorry. I failed all of you. Little Columbo, no! I guess I'll have to watch regular size Columbo then. Yeah, the shame.
You're gonna have to become Columbo now. Mm. Mm. To be the Columbo. To feel the Columbo. All you need to do is buy a trench coat. You could be a Columbo. That's... Those sitcoms really would be lost media if it wasn't for their extreme popularity on those streaming platforms. Because there was a couple of years there. Hard to find Columbo. It was... Yeah. I mean, I'm wondering if there's ever going to be a time when it's just going to be impossible to find, like, The Office. Because that's basically only on streaming. I wish. Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, that is a golden era. Like being... And what's the other one? Parks and Rec? We get rid of that yeah, one, too. Oh, my God. God. Fine. That, that really overstated its welcome. Veep? No, wait, I like Veep. No, Veep's all yeah. right. Oh, yeah, it's got Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Mm, I love her. I know, why doesn't she love me? She won't answer my letters. I keep, I keep standing outside her house. Don't ignore me, Julia! <laughs> Julia Louis-Dreyfus should have been Lois Lane in Superman Returns. How long have you been holding on to that grievance? Listen, my whole life! <laughs> Don't you understand? She's got the Lois Lane energy. She does. She really, really does. Who did they give it to? And I think that was... I'm pretty sure that was one of her, like, acting, like, uh, directions in the lane. Lois Lane? I'm pretty sure. I mean, there's Superman every fucking frame of Seinfeld. Elaine! I'm Superman! I love Superman! I'm like if Superman wanted to fuck a teen girl! Jerry! Jerry, I'm Parasite! All I can do is touch people and take the shit! I'm a Parasite, Jerry! George is hulking out! Because <laughs> he's getting angry, you, you see. Actually, wait, no. Can you believe that Newman became president of the United States? Newman. Whoa! That's a Lex Luthor reference. I actually fucked up. Then, then Kramer slides in. Hey guys, I'm Brainiac. George would absolutely be America's uh, last action hero. Yes. Ba, 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 believe it or not, George mm. isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. Ah. Ah. Where could I be? Who could I be? Believe, Believe not, it or not, not, I'm not home. Wow, we're beautiful. That was incredible. <laughs> I think that's a good. I think that's a good point to end it on. <laughs> wow. Oh my God, we should all be shot in the head. Yeah, no, honestly, um, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to overstay our welcome. I actually do want to come back to this in the future because. Yes, uh, we because we just stayed on the Western Hemisphere, but there's a lot more lost me to cover on the on the East side. Well, in particular, um, there's. I wanted to talk about this one place. Let's do this at the end, because there's this one fucking place that I had no idea had basically been the most art-napped place, uh, the most art-napped building in all of humanity. Oh, yeah, let's end with that. Yeah, so um, in terms of art theft, obviously all sorts of good stuff has gotten stolen over the years. Uh, the Mona Lisa, this, that, the other thing, other important works of art that I'm not going to look into. Um, but I would say outside of the grand Nazi thievery of art during the Second World War, uh, the most prolonged and absolutely funniest serial art thievery event happened 
at the hands of the IRA at a place called Rusborough House, where um, that was the Irish estate of the late Sir Alfred Belt. Beat. Sir Alfred Beat, excuse me. Um, and from 1974 until 2002, there were four separate instances of Irish Republicans breaking into the home and stealing a shitload of art. And at one point, they stole more than $3 million worth of paintings at once. I think that wasn't even the last time they got burgled. So it's like, what, what were they doing there? Were they, were, it was just like Ocean's Eleven, but on easy mode. Seriously. Like, Here's the plan. You go up, you take it, and then you leave. <laughs> you son of a bitch, I'm in. You son of a bitch, I'm out. I have the painting. We're done. Oh, I'm looking here. It looks like the first time it was organized by, like, the, uh, a class trader little rich girl. Like in Powerpuff Girls. What, what The Powerpuff Girls has class traders in it? There's the one little rich girl, yeah. No, I think she's just evil. She's... What do you mean? How can you... You can... Being a class trader makes you evil. No, this makes them good in this case, because they're being class traders against British aristocrats. Oh, the other kind of class trader. Yes, the, the good, good kind. Uh, yes, the cool and fun one. Oh, okay. It's different. But, uh, yeah, I like the idea of just constantly being hassled by endless ways of uh, Irish hooligans trying to steal all of your fun art. What would you guys steal if you guys could get your hands on some art? I'm curious. Uh, hmm. It's hard for me to choose. It'd either be the Van Gogh painting of the skeleton with the cigarette. That's a good one. Or one of his iris paintings. I like those a lot. Hmm. I kind of want to steal the, uh, the sad picture of the clown. Oh, the jester one? That Polish art? Isn't that like a black velvet painting? Can't you just, like, get those? Yes? No? Ian? What? Can't you just, like, get those? Can't you just, like, get, like, a black velvet sad clown? Not the original. Oh, you want the original one that was hanging up in Elvis's double wide? Yeah. Hmm. Jeremy, what about yourself? What, what would you steal if you could be an art thief par excellence? Probably the, all of the originals of René Magritte, the French painter, whose name that I probably butchered. Ooh. Ooh. No, I think you, you hit it. Yeah, you, you hit the Magritte just so. Just so. Nothing. Oh. That was a pretty good one. Fuck, fuck. Fuck all of you. <laughs> you're all so old. You're older than I am. All of you. I'm no, the no. baby. No, I think Jeremy's younger than you. Oh. Fuck. God damn it. Not important. Yeah. Um, and he's black, and you're only Jewish, so that's like. Oh, I've got a, I've got a buff to my cool factor. Oh, I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, sure. It's been nerfed. Oh, yeah. see the painting I'm talking about, Stanjik. Maslow's hierarchy of uh, grievances have been up upended. Yeah, Jeremy, we worship you now. No, you trust me. You okay? You don't okay. want this shit, man. You don't want. I'll worship anyone. I don't give a shit. Hey, 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 my first decree, everyone has to give me a dollar. 
Okay, you take PayPal or uh, Venmo? That, 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 that was funny. That was the other guy's decree as well. That's our. That's supposed to be our decree. What the fuck? But uh, we're not we're Listen, not quite there yet. I'm already giving a dollar. I'm giving a dollar we're, right we're, now. We're, we're not quite there just yet. It's and working. To answer my portion of the prompt, you guys are thinking too small. Too small. Yeah. You guys are thinking a little too limitedly. I'm going to steal the Statue of fucking Liberty. With uh, some goo and, uh, like, positive feelings? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be pink goo. Nice. I don't care what people say. That's a fine movie. I don't say anything wrong with it. No, fuck you. That movie does not exist. Fuck you. It's not real. Vigo, Vigo the Carpathian is the best. He's got That's that face. the only good part of the movie. You can't deny Vigo the Carpathian. Only good part of the whole fucking movie is Vigo and the weird little guy who's like angry and he kind of looks like a, a, a mouse man. He also played Renfield in the Mel Brooks Dracula movie. Yeah. He's just perfect for that kind of sniveling, you know, sidekick sycophant role. There you go. That fits. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, no, again, uh, Lost Media, every single Ghostbusters sequel and reboot. Um, yeah, that, that's what we're, we, we're going to finish on that, uh, preferred future lost media, every reboot, every remake, they're all gone except Fair for enough. The, like the two good, good ones. One. Yeah. yeah. That's really about it. I suppose. Um, any choices to be memory hold for you boys? Batman versus Superman. Ah, good choice. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just don't want to remember that ever. Man, I almost feel like we should just give her man of steel. Then it'll just, you know, retroactively erase that one. Yeah, yeah. If we do that, I think that undoes a lot of damage. I'd say so. The linchpin of bad movies. What about you, Jeremy? Man of Steel, definitely. Like, that, that, that should have been a movie about Supergirl, because she totally fits the profile of, like, loner who feels more alienated from humanity than Clark. Yeah, but... that would make more yeah, that would make more sense, because she's already a teenager when she comes here. She doesn't have the whole, like, brought up with people thing. Like, you're a six-foot-five, muscle-bound god with pitch-black hair and blue well, eyes. Thanks. Life's not going to be that hard for oh. you. Oh. So not me. <laughs> that seems less fun. No, see, if I was actually getting memory hole film, uh, Cabin in the Woods I'm going to get rid of. Controversial take. No, it's good for the bong, but not much else. Otherwise, Tucker versus Dale, Tucker and Dale versus Evil is a better movie. Yes. Yes, it is. Oh my God, so much better. Yeah. <clears throat> and it wasn't like, you know, baby's first metaphor. Exactly. And everyone's like, Cameron in the Woods explained. Like, oh. What do you mean explained? Are you, are you dense? Are you an idiot? The movie explains itself to you, so... I think it just explains itself, literally. It does, like, if you need someone to explain to you the metaphor, it can't it in the woods. You, through. you You need to get your brain checked. Go to the doctor say, Doctor, I didn't understand Cabin in the Woods. And they'll say, oh shit, we're gonna do an MRI right now. <laughs> you might be dying. <laughs> oh god, get him in the R right now. Pop that skull open. Oh my goodness. Well... I think that we've done a more than good enough job for tonight, boys. Um, it was a lot of fun having you on, Jeremy. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. I'm excited to see what you and Ian have in store for us. Um, and I suppose we will go down the line and get our plugs in 
Uh, Ian, what do you got for us? Uh, you can find me on Ian Gabriel underscore draw stuff on Instagram, Boofits2021 on Twitter, and IanGabriel.net for all your IanGabriel.net good needs. Oh, he nailed it. Nice, brother. 10 out of fucking 10. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Um, Walter, are you there? Yes. Okay, fantastic. Uh, Give us your plugs, my good man. You can find me on Twitter while it's still extant at W underscore Defender. Yeah. Uh, I have a blog at WDefender.com. Recently posted, new article. Well, not that recent, but it's the newest one on there. It's a meditation on nihilism through the lens of Barbie. Fantastic. Oh, Margot Robbie and Ryan Reynolds are going to be Barbie and Ken, and I'm going to watch yeah, that movie. Don't, don't yeah, worry, I know that shit. I've been watching that like That's a hawk. I need to see that movie. Absolutely. That's going to be fucking awesome. It's going to be yeah. a lot of fun. Um, and that's wdefender, thewdefender.com for your blog? Nope, just wdefender.com. I listened to the guy from that. Walter? He told me to drop the the. I said, okay, you got it. Why oh, for the love house? of God. Uh, <laughs> he'll, he'll say on his side, it's fine. Jeremy, yeah, go. It'll be, a, it'll be on your recording, Walter, okay? <laughs> we'll take that as a yes. Yeah, we're taking that as a yes. Oh. Yeah, you're, com- you're coming in and out again, man. <laughs> God damn it. Right. Tripping at the finish line. No, you made it. You made it. There we go. Look, we got him again. All right. Fantastic. Jeremy, where can people find you? Where, where do you want people to find you online? What do you got for us? I'm usually a hermit, but you can find uh, the Fly Guy and all Fly Guy related things on Instagram at uh, I as in Instagram, C as in cat, H as in house, O as in orange, R as in red, underscore 101. So I pronounce it as okay. Icor, but... Oh, oh, Ick. Icor, Icker. Icker, it, it... Icker 101. Icker, I hardly know her. I-C-O-R-101. I-C-H-O-R underscore one zero one. And Jeremy, again, I Ian is a very close friend of mine. I, I, I've i known him for more than a handful of years at this point. And one of the things that I think uh, drew me into his personality was knowing how talented he was, you know, with his art. So I, I it's great to see new material coming out of an old friend and i love to you know meet new people through that kind of way because i honestly think that's like the best way to meet people is like through creative stuff so uh good luck to the two of you thanks i can't man. wait to see what the f- the finished product looks like and uh I, my camera's off but i'm cheering you too with my beer can and with that i am your host matt keller you can find us wherever fine podcasts are sold we are the casey jones podcast for right now we are at Casey, the letter J, P-O-D, on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram at mrkeller93. And, well, take a, just, you know, make sure that you have our website down. That's caseyjonespod.wordpress.com. And we might look into expanding the things that we post there uh, with the imminent demise of what has been, for the last 10 years almost, a sort of public square online in terms of Twitter, all the good and bad that that holds. So before I go on any longer, let's all say goodbye. Thank you so much again, Jeremy, Ian. Excited 
Walter, thanks for coming back on, and uh, have a good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Good night, everybody. And wherever you are. And recording. Uh, we can start recording now. That was time, boys. We did the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. <laughs>